0: Hopefully the camera can focus, camera focus. Come on. This is the of, money shot right here, little, bro. A little,
1: little bit of this action, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what are you doing,
0: man? I think it's because I'm in the dark. Okay. Hold on. Wait, there we go. Cool. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, my dear audience, the cross call, this is episode 23 of the anatomy podcast it is currently may the 4th and we got here with us mr joey hancock and griffin from no existence this is a project that indirectly i've supported before with their last vocalist uh greg gilbert and now that things have updated you know you're you're seeing it here first as soon as this is uploaded welcome griffin to say the least even though i'm not a part of the band And I am super excited to be telling the story of this project as it embarks on its next step, its first full length record, which should be fucking absolutely amazing. So as you guys know, we have a formula that we kind of stick to, but it's more comfortable when we just kind of go off the rails eventually. And you know, that's just organic conversation for you, but we will have two different parts to this session. We will have the first half, which is talking about the people, telling their story, how they got into being a musician, and all the juicy details. And then we have the second half of the podcast, which, if you've watched our previous 22 episodes now, which is crazy, we ask all the really, really like golden questions about the band as if it were an entity itself, collectively being spoken for by the band members. The questions like, why is the band named? No existence or what was the creative process um let's see excluding lyrical content for what was the gehenna complex like we'll be getting into all of that where we can but first off gentlemen
1: how are you doing tonight i'm doing pretty good i i appreciate you inviting us on here man uh it, it feels really good and really stoked to kind of go everything with you
0: yeah hell yeah how about you joey how you doing
2: Uh, I'm, I'm excited to be on here, but to be honest, I'm, I'm extremely tired and I think I'm, I'm getting slightly sick.
0: Oh, fun. That's always fun. You said, uh, you said earlier when we were like texting and stuff that you're having to do like remodeling and stuff. So are you just having to rearrange a whole bunch of different shit right now?
2: Uh, No, actually my, uh, uh, my wife and I and my two daughters, we, to save up money to uh, buy a house, we moved back in with my parents and also- You know i do uh i work in construction so i you know they've lived here 25 years so i moved in to kind of help like fix the house up to get it ready to go on the market oh. uh, trying to buy like a shit ton of property right uh, so i and then i work as an electrician so i'm like all over the state so i get home super late and then like oh, doing geez. doing drywall and painting and flooring and like all this crazy sub-flooring and stuff so it's been an exhausting couple of months honestly
0: I can only imagine man and I can only hope that starts to kind of calm down over time but I mean obviously you're more aware of your world than I am so I mean it's it's probably going to be an endless grind and I can only pray for you brother I can only hope that it calms down eventually and that the payoff will be absolutely worth it um, but to say the least we're going to be diving directly just head first even it's a, even if it's a shallow water people like there are no no diving warnings here we are going head first, probably knocking our head open, but with that, revealing so much. And that's a kind of fucking morbid statement, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, um, we are first going to ask Joey. We are going to go ahead and ask him all of like the basic questions, like um, basically how did he get into music? Because we know you're a multi-instrumentalist, so you are the main mind behind what is no existence so far you do guitar you do bass you program drums so if anything give us a uh, a summary and like tell us about how you got into doing all that
2: oh man uh so the short story would be uh you know i i have a deep rooted passionate love for music especially heavy music. You know, It was, it was rooted into me from a child. My dad loves the most, you know, the most brutal shit ever. You know, there's videos of me at three years old sitting on his lap, listening to like really early Sepultura and pungent stench and stuff. And so he, he always, I grew up with music with him, you know, and, uh, I started playing guitar at 12 and there, you know, really pushed me to, you know, play this stuff. And, I don't know i was only ever in one band and you know i didn't i didn't really get along with the members and stuff so i finally was like i just kind of want to write my own stuff you know which took took quite a long time but i I, I don't know i I like i I like making music so i wanted to figure out how to play the other instruments and program things and whatnot which i'm all still very much learning you know but uh i don't know i find a deep serenity in it you know my life is yeah. pretty, pretty crazy and busy, but, you know, uh, it's just such a, a fantastic release being able to, you know, sit here and play this stuff and kind of see it come to life. Exactly. Something, something to be proud of, you know, and it's, it might not be the best stuff in the world, but, you know, it's you know, I love doing it and I, I like sharing it with people.
0: Yeah. And I mean, either way, for those of you who have had the chance to listen to the Gehenna complex, like, we got some pretty complex, nasty, just riffy, just very, very intense music. And to think that it is all made by Mr. Joey here, except for what was the lyrical content and the vocal content on the previous EP, like, he is an absolute genius, I would say, Um, alongside people that we've had on the podcast before, like Alex Venier and even Agung from MacLook Like there are plenty of people in the world, including myself technically, because um, I'm going to be working with Alex here pretty soon for my own project. Like finding musicians is becoming harder and harder in the world for whatever reason, despite how interconnected um, all the Facebook communities, all the social medias are becoming like we end up seeing that instead of it being easier to find musicians it's like okay now you're having to find a guitarist or a bassist or a drummer who wants to play brutal slamming death metal or slam or grindcore or deathcore because i mean for first of all i would think music theory and all that that's really really where it comes in is people who are educated in those fields but other than that it's like it just becomes so difficult to find people so by all means, all of my admiration and respect to you for deciding to take on all of the instrumental parts by yourself, because I know I could fucking do that. I might be doing bass parts for my own project in the future, but I can only imagine how much time it did take, whether months, years, or even half a decade, closer to a decade. There's so much shit that goes into making music. So Um, Again, all my admiration and respect to Mr. Hancock here. And um, if anything, you mentioned that from a very young age, your dad was getting you into like early sepulchre and plenty of other iconic heavy bands. So I would also want to ask, like, maybe what is the first instrument that you ended up getting into that helped you, well, get on the road, the path to being all the instrumental parts for what is no existence currently
2: oh 100 guitar uh i, I mean at uh, no bones about it I'm, I'm a guitar player i mean i can i can mess around and make a buy with these other instruments but guitar is where it's at my dad had like three or four guitars growing up and he had this old washburn six string and he let me fuck around on it i you know i really liked it and then for my 13th birthday they got me this, this ibanez rg that i really wanted and once I got that, I just I completely dove into it. I was I was homeschooled my whole life, so I uh, it was not uncommon for me to play guitar eight to nine hours a day, just sitting in my room, just nonstop playing guitar until I was 17. Um, but my my grandmother had a piano, and I, I always liked playing around on it. I actually used a piano and then a little plug-in guitar tuner to teach myself how to find notes the notes in music you know your your a through f before, before it repeats again and i found yeah. okay there's only 12 notes in music before it just repeats in a different octave you know and i was able right. to kind of use that and translate it to anything with strings you know and it just kind of it was cool to kind of figure that out you know i was like yeah I never any lessons i can't read music i know almost nothing about musical theory yeah being able to train <coughs> excuse me being able to train my ear to pick up notes and stuff was it was a really cool, fascinating thing for me as a as a young teenager. And so I yeah. just wanted to explore it more and more and more, you know. So then I, I got more guitars and then I got a six string bass and then a mandolin, you know, and uh playing cellos and stuff, which I'm not very good at, but being yeah. able to try translate what I knew from other instruments and implement it onto another string instrument uh was was a really was a really cool experience, you know.
0: No, I can only imagine. And to think that what you're talking about is basically you did not go to school or get an actual like education, get into a class for music theory, but you utilized your instincts as someone who has musical background, whether it be, you know, again, educational or not, just people in your family, including your grandmother and your father who are passionate about music, you basically utilized that knowledge. Pressed it forward and almost learn music theory on your own, like, w- even if it's just the building blocks for it, just understanding that there are only 12 notes in music period and there, there's just different octaves for that. That's a big step. I know that me, myself, in high school, I was incredibly intimidated by even trying to get into music theory. I remember the first day, I'm like, wait, this isn't a guitar, a guitar class? They're so like, no, 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 this is music theory. I'm like, what the hell is this? And they just had me go next door to Guitar 2 or something, and that was the end of it. I did not look back, because I was just like, dude, I just want to play these songs on nylon string guitars, and manage to scrape by, do another band class or whatever, and just be on my way. So by all means and measures, like even I have like a little bit of guitar in me, I'm wanting to do bass because I just, I'm a big bass head. Um, So whether bass bass or drums, like that shit sounds so much fun, but yeah, like I can only imagine that that's all you really needed to get started. And you also mentioned that whether, you know, you think you're good at playing it or not, you also know cello, you also can play violin, right? a little bit
2: viola banjo you know anything with strings i might not be able to rip on them like you know people have been playing a long time because every instrument you know it feels different there's a certain finesse to you know playing that instrument and if yeah practicing them every day you know but being able to you know implement you know okay this is this is looked at as a fret this is going to you know be in a key you know and messing around with it you know it's
0: Right, no, that's incredible. That's actually really cool, and uh, I'll definitely have to ask the question later, but I have a question now following that, so that should be pretty interesting. But kind of moving forward and uh, digging a little bit more under your background as far as, like, getting into music and really, really plugging into what is now your instrumental contributions to No Existence, Mm Um, early on, did you have any big guitar players, bassists, drummers, um, musical enthusiasts, uh, vocalists, even that really helped you uh, get into writing all the instrumentals that you did, or was it a wide uh, variety of different um, musicians and artists?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I a lot of guitar players. They have guitar players that they love. You know, bassists have bassists that they love, and then, you know, right, an as well, but you know, like. Like, I enjoyed listening to heavy music with my dad, but my dad taught me how to view the beauty in heavy music. It's not just aggressive, you know, screaming. You know, there's 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 a a beauty to the creation of this stuff, and so yeah. he taught me how to appreciate all aspects of of the music. You know what I mean? It's from vocals to any instrument that is that is involved. So there was, you know. I can't play drums, you know, but I love George Clias. I think it's how you say his last name from, uh, uh, from Nile. And then the, uh, Ooh, okay. the drummer who was on uh, Necrophagus Epitaph uh, record, who also was, did some work with the Faceless. You know, I love his Ooh. style of drumming. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I'm super bad with names, but I, I can always get the bands down. But, you know, uh, the first time I heard Viramia. And the 10 string bass, you know, I was like,
0: yeah. Wait, wait, amazing. isn't five? Vi- isn't pardon me, sorry. Um, isn't five one of Mark Garrett's projects that it is? Um,
2: I'm not sure. Oh. I, I, I know Mark Kardashev is yeah. the vocalist.
0: list. Yeah, no, that's that's who I'm talking about. Mark Garrett, that's his real name, but like okay. Mark Kardashev, Kardashev Academy, like that's those are a couple of the names he goes by. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. He,
2: he is definitely the, uh, the, the uh, vocalist of Vyramia. That's fucking and, I mean, cool. I mean, I, I have followed Vyramia since 2008. You know, I've, you know, I've even got one of their original EP shirts that, you know, it was, it was back when I was little, so it's like a men's small, but I'll keep it forever. <laughs> and I've had it for like 13 years, you know what I mean? Because it's, you know, I think it's so cool, you know, but right. things like that, finding a band and being able to make a connection with them and follow it for years
0: exactly you know,
2: I, don't, I don't know it's hard for me to say i had specific people that i looked up to musically as, as much as any music that i that i loved I, I i followed and was inspired by it and yeah. i was, you know, and there's lots of things that i've been inspired by that have outside of heavy music as well you know right uh, you know when you love music you can find inspiration in anything and that's kind of why i feel like it's helped me a bit you know no existence the right. death core band but you know i try and there's things that are implemented that are a little different than you would hear in, in standard uh you know death core trying to create uh atmospheres and ambiances within the music outside of it just being you know ridiculously heavy or whatever right. you know a lot of that a lot of that stuff has come from inspiration of, of country music and flamenco and edm you know uh old-school rock, you know, anything that gets the noggin moving.
0: Exactly. No, I'm with you on that. That makes complete sense. And, like, honestly, that could probably be the best answer that I've had to that question, is, like, not just isolating to any one guitarist or one bassist or one drummer or one vocalist, but, like, just a wide variety of different bands that you've inspired, that you've been inspired by. Now, I, I can only imagine from what we've understood so far and what we've learned so far that your father had a massive impact on like the musicians and artists that you got into. So um, could you definitely say that he was like the one that kind of, um, I mean, definitely got you into that music world, but he was definitely the one that inspired you to uh, get into the various uh, forms of music and learn all of the spectrums that you know now?
2: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, and, And he still is today yeah you know, uh, a, a huge inspiration to me in, in that in that sense of finding new things and still being able to find new inspirations for things you know I mean him and I still I mean I'm I'm approaching 30 life's crazy and stuff but we still find time to sit down together and show each other you know new songs that we found and we'll just sit there in silence and listen to them together and then when we're done we'll we'll take parts of the songs that we liked or noticed and you know share them with each other mm-hmm. uh, For all types of music and it's it's like a really special thing that still takes place so you know i would definitely say uh, yeah yeah always pushed me to find all the spectrums of of music no that's amazing
0: i i really like that and to be honest i wish i could do that with my old man but he's more or less like uh guns and roses the grateful dead and maybe metallica and that's it like no matter yeah oh that's your mom oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And like even showing him Japanese, uh Japanese rock and Japanese pop music that like are usually um they're like, oh, it's that anime intro or whatever. Like I have a whole playlist of that and I tried to show it to him and he was just like very uh he was very discouraged. So I mean, hell yeah. Um props to your to your old man for being able to like enjoy music with you on that level because I definitely wish I had that, but you know, it, it was it was meant to be the way it was. Um, so if anything, being that you are a multi-instrumentalist and you contribute as much as you do to no existence, um, are there, uh, if you could do me a favor, name the top five records that you would say either like helped you continue moving or, um, that you just absolutely can listen to over and over again, um, records maybe by Viramia, anything like that that just really really helped you get into the swing of all of that
2: oh dude 100 no questions asked Joel by Shrena Malice yes I, I've listened to that album more than anything in my entire life and mm-hmm. if it wasn't for that record I would not be making music again That. That record is why I decided to pick up guitar and start playing again after taking a seven year break from making any music at all.
0: That's actually really badass to hear. Not that I'm in trying to malice, but like, no, that's awesome. And I mean, I think we all know in the call here, like, they're coming back strong later this year. And I am so fucking hyped for it, dude. Oberth is coming yeah, in strong, baby.
2: Yeah, I absolutely mm-hmm. cannot. Can't <clears throat> wait. I mean, was, that, me. that band is. The EP as well, they're <laughs> EP, but, uh, you know, Shoal was, like, musically life-changing for me. I, never, I had never heard music so good.
0: I think it was for everybody in the scene. And, like, if it wasn't for what happened, I think that that album might even be, like, in another timeline, this is a hypothetical, in another timeline, the level that Lorna Shore is currently at, I think Shrine of Malice is at that level, somewhere else in the cosmos, just, like, Same exact band, same lineup, but literally they blew up. They cracked open TikTok, you know what I mean? Because Lorna Shore has an undeniable reach now, and they've helped grow the community so much more than it was before. But I think if it wasn't for what happened, I think Shrine of Malice would definitely be at that level. And, I mean, shout out to the lads. By all means, I hope that we interview in the future on the podcast because that would be super fucking cool. And, uh, yeah, all the love and support from all of the bands that I've had on the podcast so far. And that is not a bluff. Like, we all love you. We are all excited for you to come back. But without, you know, without milking that name too much and just giving them a good old grapefruit technique, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, if anything, uh, there's shale. Are there any other records um, you would name off the top of your head that have really uh, influenced you? Or, like, would Shale just be number one? It's, like, indescribable how influential it was for you. Like, let's let's figure, let's try to dig it a little bit more in for sure.
2: Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Sheol's up there. But um, Planetary Duality by The Faceless was a huge one for me. Okay. Um, you know, I, I could never write, like, Michael Keane, but um, that album was was huge for me as a guitar player. Uh, it was, you know, it was cool to hear music that was made so well and, you know, so well executed. Right. Yeah, uh, you know, I've listened to that record so many times in my life. And then uh, what might be surprising, uh, actually, the band Alter Bridge. Uh, Alter Bridge, okay. Yeah, it, which, is, which is Creed with Miles Kennedy. Uh, singing, and they're, outside of, like, death metal, I guess, they'd probably be my biggest inspiration musically, everything altogether, every single album they've ever put out has been fantastic, song one through song 13, are all 13, 14 songs, you know, long, and there's not, they've never put out anything bad, you know, and they're, you know, just to know that musicians can make music for 20 years like that and just continuously put out Fucking heat is super inspiring to me.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. So we got shale so far. We have uh, you said alter alter bridge, right? Yeah, alter bridge, yeah. sick. I'm glad I remembered that name. And then uh, we got a couple others for sure. Um, so yeah, no, that's that's a great start. Uh, if anything. I'm sure that there is such an intense variety of different records, EPs, even singles, like standalone singles, because we all got that guilty pleasure of, eh, this is like the best song in the record, the rest of the album can shoo-shoo <laughs> or something, who knows. But <laughs> if anything, really uh, is there a is there a third uh, EP or album that you would throw out into the ether that has like helped Null Existence uh, forge into what it is?
2: Uh, you know, I mean, honestly, uh was it Reclaimer by uh Shadow of Intent?
0: Ah uh, that, that yeah. was another
2: shirt that, you know, I heard it, uh I think it was uh, the horror within. I yeah. heard that and was just blown away. That was right around the same time where I was starting to kind of pick guitar back up again. Right. And kind of realized like, okay, um, I've been out of the Death Corps game a long time. Is this the is this the kind of stuff I've been missing? Like is this what we've right. evolved This is fucking incredible. You know, um and I just listened to that record on repeat for like six, seven months. You
0: know. No, that's awesome. And um, I definitely say that <clears throat> when it comes to records like that, I think Sheol happens to be like one of the only ones I've been able to repeat as much as I have. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, keep an ear out. Me, Alec Maleficus from Slaughter the False Prophet and Devin Duarte plan to do a cover of The Catacombs eventually, which is off that same record. Um, I'll basically be doing Bender's part, Alec Maleficus will be doing, let's see, you'll be doing Jason's part, and then Devin will be doing Dickie Allen's part, but that should be really fun, keep an eye out for that, keep an ear out for that, should be one of the coolest collaborations I've done with other vocalists in the scene, um, period, and one of the first ones at that. But. Thank you, Mr. Joey Hancock, for providing us a pretty good uh, back-of-the-book summary of what we got going on, what we should be knowing about you, your contributions to this um, very, very young, but very uh, energetic and very lively deathcore project that is, pardon me, Null Existence. So now, drumroll, we learn the story of Null Existence's new vocalist, and obviously... By the time this is uploaded, that's when these gentlemen will be giving me the green light to upload it in the first place. Um, And we do indeed have 10 minutes. So basically uh, take your time, um, do a very, very elementary level. That's like the best way I can describe it. Introduction of Hmm. yourself, um, what your name is, where you grew up, and like a little bit about your musical background. And we will be taking it into part two. Uh, the anatomy podcast episode 23
1: okay well thank you sean again for inviting me on yeah my name is griffin jernigan um i'm currently i only have one active project right now where which we're at the time of filming uh we're actually right about to release sin- our first single uh mortem obscurum and the single is the unsung monarch um, oh shit yeah okay. so um yeah so i've been doing vocals for well since i was probably about like 17 i'd say is when i kind of start taking it seriously i'm 24 now so it's been about seven years right um i primarily when i got started um i kind of got started i think how everyone else did like we we kind of got turned on to that those one or two songs that were a little, little bit heavier and then we were kind of intrigued by <clears throat> you know the screaming vocal and then try to imitate it pretty much yes um and, and for me <laughs> i i started off in kind of like the crab core kind of Area like attack attack, yeah. asking Alexandria. Yeah, um, there we go. And emotionless in white. Yeah, Dude, hell so, yeah, yeah. I started off. Uh, Abigail was actually the first song I listened to by them, and Ooh. like that, like uh, and Chris's like high screams. I thought that was super cool. It was very like um, it gave me like unhuman sort of vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was very intrigued and I wanted to. I I loved like that like little like spurt of primal emotion that it made me feel and I wanted to be kind of be the herald of that a little bit um so yeah I I pretty much uh started listening I I think I was about seventh or eighth grade about the time where I first heard I think yeah it was yeah it was uh the final episode by asking um stick stickly and then uh Abigail by motionless and white so that was like my little introduction um I kind, of, I, I kind of, like, started messing around doing, like, really terrible, like, little burpee gutturals and stuff like that. <laughs> um, not around anyone else, of course, because I'm, I, I was a really shy kid. And I, I still, I'm, I'm more, like, to myself a little right. bit still. But, I mean, I'm a lot more comfortable with it now in front of people. And I, I've played a couple of live shows with a couple of live bands here in town, here in Spokane, Washington before. Um, but it was for a short period of time. So I don't have, like, the extensive live history, but yeah. we'll probably get there at some point. Uh, yes. You know, and uh, I know that null existence is something that I do want to do something live eventually. Yes. Um, because both me and Joey both live in the same state. And yeah, I've, I've been going through some career changes too. So my life's been a little hectic. So, or else I would probably take a little bit of time and go actually actually film some content out there with Joey. Right. Um, but as of right now, it's not really realistic with either of our schedules, considering he's moving, getting his house on the market. Um, you know, he has a whole family to wrangle in. I mean, I have seven animals and wife <laughs> and sure. uh, I, I also do mortgage lending too so it, it's and I'm shy of a year in there so it's it's been a whole weird mess of stuff but I think that here in the next year or so things will kind of even out a little bit and you know we can you know film content for you know upcoming music or even maybe you know like a, like an upcoming single or something like that because yeah the, the first one um, I know that we're gonna be kind of just doing like live playthrough sort of ordeal with it yeah um, just you know f- filming separately remotely and then kind of winging the rest of it yes you know any any band wants to do music video if they can but it's not always you know available so we'll just figure something yeah. out but no i'm sure you but guys yeah will. um yeah yeah i hope so too um but yeah so pretty much it's uh yeah it kind of started off there um start with metalcore um then i listened to the hate ep from buyer's murder and yes. uh um oh and then i heard no it was with chainsaw and then the the Hate <laughs> ep so yes. like doom for birth and all that <clears throat> and then yeah so and that was so good dude yeah no when I, when I heard that it was it was so angry and so um i don't know i don't know what the word is it, it was just super i don't know like the the bass spectrum of everything like the drums it just blew me away like, right, how it was like it.
0: yeah
1: i i didn't know that drums could sound like literal guns going off and that was <laughs> something that i was super attracted to the, like yes. the, the ak you know double kick snare <laughs> uh, snare yeah. but, but kick but kick drum sorry um <laughs> yeah it was yeah that, that that blew me away and then i think uh yeah Hordewood chancel is actually like my first song that i tried to go through like start to beginning um and, of course, like, I, I imitated, like, they're, the, like, they're really, like, shrill highs and stuff for a minute. And yeah. Uh, Try to sound like them, like everyone else does. And yes, then I, I learned of other bands and slowly changed and changed till I got to this point now, so.
0: Right. No, naturally. And, I mean, with all the records that you've already mentioned and all the music you've already mentioned, uh, that being Thy Art is Murder and, and <laughs> fucking, I mean, shit, I remember at the beginning of my journey through metalcore and, like, what i would call like horror show which basically is like halloween rock or halloween medals so motionless and white corn rob zombie uh fucking slipknot because i can easily see them all doing a halloween themed tour not that it's ever going to happen for whatever fucking reason but you know <laughs> motionless and white definitely being one of those people um one of those bands um asking alexandra i've met them now in person they're super super cool people they're super funny um And, I mean, tactically, they used to be AZ local. Now they're a lot more spread out. They've, like, jumped off of Sumerian Records. They basically make music independently now. Mm
2: -hmm. Bands
0: like that, it's, like, it's really cool to hear that they had an influence on people who are now jumping onto the podcast. Because most of the time before, it was, like, Slipknot, Metallica, Pantera, uh, like, all of those starter pack metal bands, which you know, all the power to you and all the respect to those bands because they indeed were the starter pack for some of us, kind of slowly, gradually getting into just cannibal corpse or meth witch, you know, whatever is your poison, pick your poison. But it's it's really cool to be hearing those two names on the podcast finally. So um with that being said, uh it is like, you know, it's amazing to have you both on to say the least and um griffin i now have to ask like when and how uh let's see let's see let's see i'm trying to think of this the right way um what was the first uh cuz you said motionless and white and abigail you were like okay i really want to do the wow and you know all that fun stuff um so among vocalists like chris motionless are there any like idolized vocalists that you are still contributing your vocal skills, vocal effort to ones that you're like, yeah, I can sound like that. No effort. Um, so that's you know that's kind of my whole formula. But I also do my own thing. Like, what is the mix of vocal spectrums that we got going on that helps confine and uh, condense into what is Griffin for No Existence?
1: Like, who are my top inspirations that I that I apply to my own technique in yes. a way? Um, let's see. So, um, it's not going to surprise you to hear any of these names, but I mean, Primordial, uh, from Shadow of Intent was a super big pivotal part in terms of me listening to more like complex, like heavy music. Um, because I kind of avoided tech death for a minute just because I, I couldn't really appreciate some stuff about it because it didn't yeah. have enough, like immediate, satisf- you know, uh, uh, like, like enough, um, uh immediate satisfaction and like that wall factor that yeah. just draws you know attention deaf kids in so I <laughs> I didn't I didn't you know pay attention to any of that stuff but Shadow Intent was one of the first bands I think that incorporated some of those elements that really drew me in. So Bendor is a huge inspiration to me personally. Yes. Um you know and even Will Ramos too like I liked him back in a, when back when they dropped Dark and Gospel with Awakened Providence. Yes. So yeah he's been a huge inspiration for me for a while as well um, and then Sean Harmonus from Make Them Suffer was a really yes. big one. Yes, fuck he yeah, I love Sean. Insane, yeah, insane. Uh, Never Bloom was one of those, one of the like the top uh, albums that really got me, you know, wanting to write lyrics and you know going more of like a poetic way that I kind of narrate things. Right. Um, and then of course Dickie Allen too. Uh, I, yes. I really like the technicality of his technique. I, I like that he kind of pioneered tunnel vocals a little bit. Um, like, I remember, like, I, obviously I like Cattle Decap and I like Travis Ryan. Um, and then hearing a more almost modern, like, kind of dialed in Travis Ryan with a yes. little bit more of, like, his own unique gobliny, sort of, like, you know, not scared to be harsh or, you know, going in between weird ranges and sound odd. Yeah. Like, he wasn't scared to, you know, cross any of those paths. And uh, I, I really love that. Because he wasn't in this tiny little box where it's like, you know, he had his, you know, let's say like, uh, well, just overall. We can go ahead and
0: we'll go ahead and continue and uh, Griffin, leave off where you left off. I think you were just talking about like your vocal inspirations and we left off at like Dickie Allen and then
1: just cut off. Yeah, no, no worries, dude, no, that that, dude, it happens. I tried streaming for a little bit and it turned into a terrible experience, so I know exactly (laughs) how terrible it can be. Right. OBS is it kind of sucks. Um but yeah, uh vocal inspirations, Dicky allen uh yes, he was kind of uh one of the first ones that kind of ventured into off territory of vocals right. and just kind of made more inhu- m- inhumane sounds, I guess, like right. human unhuman sounds? I don't know. I can't I can't do vocabulary, but inhumane um, yeah. yeah, if just just unhuman sort of things, um which I really like and yeah. I know that um you know, I think that after he kind of debuted with uh the Elasian uh I think. Yeah, um, the egg. Yeah, yeah, the egg, yeah. After they <laughs> dropped that, uh, that really set the president. Um, as well as like Lugo Cayenne for Rings of Saturn. I remember that entire yeah. album was just smacked. Um, it really changed the landscape. And I was I was there uh when it was changing things and I kind of um it was you know the the newest, most craziest. Thing that caught my attention at that age and i was i was super about it um i mean shoot ian bear still inspires you know vocal patterns and stuff like that now mm-hmm. you yeah. know because he, he's still very technical regarding all that right sorry my dogs are growing nuts in the back i like i said i have seven animals so you yeah, can only really imagine
0: man it's like a little
1: zoo over there <laughs> yeah we actually legally constitute as a kennel uh in the state of washington it's kind of wow nuts. that's yeah, crazy yeah. yeah i'm kind of kind, Kind of, you know just a little little humble flux. um yeah for real <laughs> um yeah i mean i don't know then it just it kind of went from there uh, i don't know i'd say right now my most the the things that like i keep in mind but the bands i listen to the most um really have been recently it's it's mainly just been like awake in providence uh god killer my buddy adam he's he's yeah cool stuff. dude he did amazing on Godkiller. Mm-hmm. um I would say that, that it's it's kind of cool because I hear some, like, similarities in terms of, like, like structuring, like, vocally that I use as well. Right. So that's how I know that, like, both me, Adam, and I actually, Greg was kind of a part of that group, too. Um, I'd say probably about, like, four years ago. Uh, yeah, about four-ish years ago. Probably more than that, actually. Four or five um you know i just kind of we just kind of knew everyone that is kind of growing out like even like Devin and everyone that's kind of blown up the last couple of years like yeah for we all part of this like underground like facebook like vocalist group um yeah. <laughs> there is like it, it was like all like uh like uh god was it like pure deathcore community yes that, the whole thing that whole before it became a massive shit show when people were getting ripped off and stuff And yes yeah um yeah it, it, everyone was part of that um yeah, we all just kind of knew each other and kind of got all inspired by the same shit at the same time. Um, and it's kind of cool to see that we all kind of went in such different directions, but I can almost hear, like, I can kind of hear my journey and other vocalists in the same yeah. area. and that, that same generation. No, it, for it's, real. It's really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, Alex Terrible, Bender, um, Dickie Allen and Will Ramos, and Sean Harmonis, those are, like... Fuck yeah, what, was that, did I just name five? I think I, yeah, yeah. I think those those are mainly like my five guys that like I kind of <laughs> think of in some you know shape or capacity in vocals. Maybe like enunciation twists and stuff, or like yes. like writing with patterns, or even like like tonally, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. Um, coming up with new ideas of layers and like head voices and stuff. Those are all the people that kind of come to mind first, and then it kind of branches out after that. No, for real.
0: I can only imagine. And that's, that's the craziest thing, too, is no matter what type of vocalist you are, and even in the very, very specific tight-knit corners now of the Deathcore community, you could be Kawaii Core, which is basically Brand of Sacrifice, Lucretia, which Lucretia we've had on the
1: podcast before, they're badass. Um, oh, dude, Forrest, their guitarist, he is nuts. No, he is he's is ridiculous. Yeah, Lucretia, he's- yeah. I've 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 been loosely affiliated with mainly mainly just Forrest and Logan Adams from Eternal Void. Like they kind of do their thing together with uh Faruna, I think it's a project it's called. And okay. uh, yeah, no, he's 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 an incredible musician. They're all all great people. Yeah.
0: And you know, you got quite you got all those corners, uh like I don't even know what to fucking call like rings of Saturn and all those like more alien themed bands except like alien core or some shit. And that just sounds dumb. So just like alien death core, um, you got all these themes going on. You got like pirate core, you got fucking beat down, down tempo, all these it's just interesting niche parts of music mainly because of their theme but nonetheless they are their individual corners of music no matter who you are you have a whole, a wide variety of vocalists and it just continues branching out like a very thick but very thin branched bush you know what i mean just like a big old thistle bush and it just continues branching out and out and out and eventually you have a web that leads everybody to everybody and that's like the right. one of the coolest things about heavy counterculture and deep underground heavy counterculture it's like my best thing about being in this community and doing stuff like the anatomy podcast because it's another way for all of them to connect it's another way for all these very very um even foreign underground bands freaking thailand freaking indonesia malaysia like i'm reaching out to those places in the world giving them a voice and it's like that's the coolest thing in the world is to just be telling the story of all these various musicians. But um, getting back to the topic on hand, um, got a very very good five person list as far as your vocal inspirations. I like what we're I like what we're hearing here so far. And mm-hmm. if anything, to kind of wrap up the back of the book summary for who is Griffin of No Existence? Who like who the fuck is this guy? And apparently yeah. also the vocalist for Mortem Obscurum. And like, I, f- I feel dumb because I think you friend requested me on Facebook recently. I'm like, who is this dude? Like vocalist of Mortem Obscurum for sure. Like, that's cool. But like, who is this guy? Like out of nowhere, he's just friending
1: me. But I'm like, oh shit, I, I feel dumb because <laughs> making the connection okay. like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of my other journey, I guess, as a vocalist, like, um, so I kind of made the professional switch um, like in my occupation to being more professional. I, I think in the last, like, I don't know, maybe like year year and a half I've kind of, I've gotten re-motivated and I've kind of approached things a little bit more professionally, but beforehand um, the only work I did was just vocal covers, you know, just mainly networking with other people in the scene um, and just doing shitty stuff that was not good for my portfolio. And now I'm trying to actually, get things going in my portfolio to kind of build right. up like the whole way i, I met joey um was our a mutual friend uh, phil Pluscoda, who's actually mixing the new record uh he's super good at what he does um phil made a post about a buddy like meeting a vocalist for a project um and of course there's like 14 million replies but i still shot my shot anyways <laughs> um i have i have a five track ep that is not released i'm still I've gotten a little busy, so I haven't really put anything towards it. But um, Hunter Drew Spader, um, he was the drummer of Pry, which is a local band over in Connecticut. And then okay. he was with, uh, he was the guitarist of and Hell Falls with for a little bit. And I okay. was kind of doing his own thing. I bought five instrumentals off of him. Basically, I was just trying to write like a concept EP. Um, one of the songs I wrote for that um, was this it was kind of around the time where I actually started getting somewhat okay with my writing style in terms of placement in like like I've been writing lyrics for a while but just in terms of contextualizing vocals to music was kind of a hard process for me because I like to overthink things as Joey would like to tell you as well probably (laughs) um uh it like then I had that I posted that um, it had very like Oceano kind of vibes, um, very just really like just really just cold, grimy deathcore sort of thing. Um, I posted on the thread. Uh, it, he uh, he heard that, and I think like one or two other people uh, that had posted, you know, on that thread. And he was like, "Hey man, I really like your voice. I really like you know what direction you're going. Um, I think that you know you, you would be a good you know addition to the outfit for this." Yes, uh, and I didn't. And as soon as he dropped, you know, No Existence, I was like, oh, wait, that's Greg's other project. And I was like, oh, OK, well, uh, you know, he kind of gave me the low down in terms of like, you know, just the pacing and the whole lineup stuff with that. And yes. um, yeah, so I mean, I'd uh, like to know.
2: point out on that note that yes. when Phil made that post, there was like 75 people that commented with vocal videos and songs and stuff like that.
1: Right. I only had
2: a few people try out, but I listened to many of them, probably 40, 45. And you know, clearly one second, uh, sorry. Greg.
0: Um, sorry, continue, Joey, where you left off.
2: Okay, so I mean, clearly with Greg doing the Gehenna complex, um, there was pretty big shoes to fill vocally. Um, yes. Coming from that. You know, Greg's extremely talented. Um And so, you know, anybody when this comes out, clearly our album will not be out, so just in terms of expecting. um, When I heard Griffin's vocals, um, I didn't need to listen to anything else and I didn't need to... I I was immediately hooked. Um, I was so impressed that I I was... I, like, needed him to be in the band, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: um, Appreciate you, you're a real one.
2: Like, it was kind of a breath of fresh air and, like, Griffin, seriously, I mean, I, my whole life being in the heavy heavy music scene, you know, I like to think I, I know a good vocalist when I when I hear one, but it's it's an absolute pleasure to work with Griffin because I, I think at least he's you know one of the best in the genre, and I I, I think he adds so much to no existence music, you Ooh. know, um, to an extent that I didn't I didn't think it would reach.
0: Right. No, that's a, that's always good to hear, and okay. So real quick, before we go ahead and dive into the really, really gold and juicy questions, like despite all the really good ones we've been able to ask these two gentlemen so far. Um, let's see. I don't know how I just spaced off that question. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, okay, no, I guess I did forget the question. I do apologize. That's, that's pretty silly on my part. Um, but it has uh, the best of us. Yeah, no, it's for real. <laughs> um, I guess uh, as we kind of dive into the other questions, and hopefully that other question will conjure itself back from the grave eventually, because that's actually pretty embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I guess my next question as we dive into the band half of the session would be, Joey, how did you end up coming up with the name for the band, No Existence?
2: Mm. You know, honestly, I'm Griffin will tell you I'm terrible with names for anything. Okay. Um, and I just... He's better
1: than he gives the, himself credit for. Her.
2: I just sat there for a couple days like, what well, would be something cool but not cringy and something that hasn't been used before? And, you know, I, I kind of felt like my music has a pretty dark atmosphere to it. Kind of a loneliness, you know what right. I mean? So... I, You know, I found the word, you know, null, meaning, you know, kind of attributing to nothingness or or zero. Um, And I think a lot of, there's a lot of uh, people can kind of relate to this in a sense of, there's a lot of loneliness in our packed existence. Yes. You know, um, a lot of people are very lonely in a crowded room and whatnot. And I feel like I kind of write my music in that type of sense you know and okay. so i felt like that name, name kind of just stuck and i didn't really think of anything else and i just thought it was cool and uh stuck with it and i've actually grown to really like the name the
0: existence. yeah no it's 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 a pretty sick name and like it, it might be a coincidence it might have not been intended whatsoever i wouldn't know because i'm not the man behind the project itself but like even down to the logo um and like the textures on the logo it definitely did remind me of like the shrine logo a little yeah. bit
2: um but was that intentional no but i you know a couple people called me out on that and you know i, I can kind of see it i mean not so much the new newer shrine logo which has the nooses and the the Yeah. And stuff in it. um but you know i just i had it the dude made it for me uh, that's kind of like the first, or actually the second design he came up with. I thought it was cool, but I just kind of attributed it to most Death Core logos look pretty fucking similar. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's just kind of the way it is. It wasn't intentional, but it kind of came out that way. But there's also plenty of other logos that you could stack it up next to that look similar. Exactly. No, I, I'm with you, you on that. You can't ever read the damn thing, so it's more of the shape and the design that looks cool. They right. On a shirt or something, and I thought it looked cool, so.
0: No, it looks really, really cool. I love the way it's textured, and, I mean, shit. I had my band's logo for Blind Without Our Failures. I had that done through a gentleman by the name of Darren Baldwin. Um, his uh, Instagram uh, tag is uh, Glorious Scorification, and he's actually constantly constantly looking for clients. So quick shout-out for him. Um, if anybody wants really, really good logos done, like, he did the Enterprise Earth logo, the one that was on Luciferus um so i was very surprised to get a really good price through him for my own logo um but yeah i mean just to kind of get that out of the way uh definitely get be sure to go check him out i'll plug him on my instagram and on like everything because he's a really cool dude um but no it's it's uh it's funny that i'm not the only one who's thought that but i think it's like way too easy to jump to that when you had you know um who was the former shrine of malice vocalist like on your song it's like oh of course it looks like a shrine logo. you got the egg shrine that's what
2: people said too like oh it's greg's band so what do you expect i'm like right hey i had a logo made before i'd ever even spoken to greg
0: yeah like seriously so okay there you go that question has been answered and has been uh disclaimed like it's it's not meant to copy the uh the good old shrine of Mouse logo and i mean it stands out by itself i love the way it's shaped i love the kind of gritty texture that we got going on with the logo um and uh yeah to say the least just speaking from a calligraphy standpoint i hope that we end up seeing like a more uh stretched out logo in the future like absolutely no pressure but i love when bands do that as well even if it's like pretty similar to it but it's like null existence instead of null existence you know what i mean but you know no pressure and don't ignore me (laughs) um and i did manage to remember the question that we had i had for griffin um so out of my freaking apparent idiocy um, I did not know that you were also uh, formerly or still um, the vocalist for Mortem Obscurum, right?
1: I'm I'm still, yeah. We okay. are, yeah. We're releasing the 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 six song EP later on this year.
0: Right there, you go. So in that case, uh, speaking on behalf of your prior vocal experience and even being a part of a project, are there any other surprise projects uh, that you've done in the past? that people can listen back on preparing for what is going to be the first full-length for No Existence?
1: Uh, to answer that question, I mean, the way that previous releases came out, I mean, the only other one that I have documented is Moon Presence. I did that with a buddy, Darian Dalami. Um, and it was kind of odd because I, there was a couple of songs where I, cause we were, you know, we kind of doing like an Angel Baker thing two vocalist kind of project. Um, right, we okay. had a couple of songs where we were together and then I was going through some personal difficulties, uh, with life and profession and work and stuff like that. So I, um, I was trying to work with someone who should not be named with another project. I put a lot of money in, put a lot of time in. Um, and I got burned, so I kind of hit a huge burnout. So not all of Moon Moon Presence's uh, releases um, have both me and Daring in full swing, but okay. I mean it was 2019, I'm pretty sure. Um, so uh, Daughter of the Cosmos, it's a it's a Bloodborne based project because I mean I'm a big FromSoft you know fan. Oh um, okay. E- even uh, even Elden Ring, I've been finally I've had some time to play that, and it's been nice. I actually. <laughs> if you all know a little fun fact uh yes. the first single uh for null no existence is based off of Elden ring before it released because okay. i kind of a lore slut a little bit um so <laughs> I, I was uh i was trying to brainstorm some ideas for the concept of the uh, of the of the uh of the album uh and i think coming into that like mortal redemption sort of vibe um or just um like the uh, like, like the overcoming tribulation sort of feeling and inspiration kind of came to mind a little bit. Um, yes. And then, you know, I don't know. Elder Ring was one of the coolest things. I, I've been hyped for a while. So about yeah. this time, I knew it was about to come up. It was, a, you know, a couple months ago. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write about the lore that I know about now. <laughs> and so I basically kind of made a story applying to myself and, a, and, and uh, towards, like, I guess, like the lore and the concept of the album. But applied it in there. There's there's some verbiage in there from the game, okay. but yeah, um, if that gives you an idea of how much of a FromSoft fanboy that I am, uh, right? Yeah, Bloodborne, Past Project, and then first single, Null Existence is going to be loosely based around the Elden Ring. Oh, okay. And yeah. at that,
0: I would have to ask then. So basically, the single that we have yet to hear as your debut for the vote as being the vocalist of fucking Null Existence. There we go. That's a way to shorten that. Um, could you say that this single is a good back-of-the-book summary for what is going to be your first full-length with No Existence? Because that's kind of the vibe here that I'm getting from what you're saying.
1: Um, there is... Uh, so, in the song, it holds, like, the same, you know, personality and atmosphere and all of that, like, the writing style is very similar. Yes. Um, but I'd like to think that that song is... A little bit more tame in terms of other ones that is, are being written. Okay. Um, I know that the second song that we plan plan on releasing as the second single, which we were actually debating on putting this one first, right. um, is is has a lot more going on, <clears throat> um, and the the intensity and, and the structuring is a little bit different too. right. Um, so yeah, I think I think a good summary of it is that it's 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 kind of just a taste. okay. Right, and, like, that's usually what a good single is. It's just, like, this is just an appetizer.
0: You have yet to enjoy the full meal. You gotta wait a little bit to have that full entree, okay, bud? Like, that's kind of a good way to, that's a good way to cook up a single. It's just have it be an appetizer. Have it be a little snack. Because if you give them a full meal, then they're like, oh, where's the rest of the feast, man? You're like, well, you just had the feast, so... Get over it, grow up, like you
2: know, <laughs> just get all salty. Well, it's like shit. you're
1: going to be getting something else a little bit different later on in the line. <laughs> yeah, know. exactly. Um, it, it's, it works it's, out yeah, that
2: yeah. way well too, because the that song is really the only song that's like it, it's it is fairly tame compared to the rest of the record. It's it, it, the song definitely kind of stands out as it's much more of a just like fast paced aggressive song. As yeah, not so much encompassing the full sound of what the full length is going to be. So it, it no, works out all well that way. Okay, sick.
0: And, I mean, by all means, I'm very excited to be hearing this first full-length from No Existence uh, contributed and just forged in the deep depths of the No Existence. And, like, you know, per se, in the Gehenna Complex by good old Griffin and Joey Hancock here. And to kind of, like, get a more direct answer, uh, what would be a good release for um, listeners to look back on? Um, to prepare for this, at least vocally speaking? Like, do you think that, um, Griffin, that compared to releases before, that this is like, ah, that shit was nothing before? Like, this this is the big games, or... This is
1: a totally different beast, yeah. Um, okay. I think that in terms of, like, intensity and vocal pattern-wise and even tonality, I think that, especially my high register, I, I definitely have changed tonally a lot. Okay. Um, Convertibly to my past works okay yeah interesting and uh let's see for the sake of
0: kind of uh prying as much as i can whilst also being polite and respectful of privacy and all that um speaking on behalf of this first full-length record uh are you guys planning on collaborating with anybody and having any features on or is this going to be an all just null existence full-length album
2: you, know, Do you have even plans for that we kind of figured out i kind of liked the idea originally of just having it be strictly null existence because I, I always think that's kind of badass when a vocalist can carry throughout from beginning to end and be interesting and right fun. but at the same time i also see the beauty in um bringing in other entities and sometimes it can really uh, uh be very beneficial to the song so that's yes kind of something we've, we've been discussing but haven't really set anything in stone yet
0: okay so. interesting and uh for all the you know just for the sake of uh throwing them the scraps and throwing them the crumbs um is this debut full length for no existence going to have any cleans on it
1: no 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 cleans okay well, so so i mean there, there's,
2: there's weird just, lo-fi parts
1: there, there's oh, yeah there, there's like so, there's no clean singing i mean there's this um I don't know. There, there's like some like like kind of like whispers and grovelly like talking stuff. Almost kind of like a like spoken a light, word. black metal. Yeah, a little yeah, a little bit more spoken word stuff too, but uh nothing nothing clean though. Okay.
0: Well, there you have it for all the elitists who happen to be subscribed to my channel or follow the podcast, eat your freaking heart out. No cleans on this record, no cleans on the first null existence full length. Cause I mean, by all means being that i'm um, planning on contributing to a band in which basically it think of it like a black black and death core version of make them suffer while she sleeps and even silent planet i guess which is very weird but also like james from shrine when i was planning to work with him he's like okay so blackened tough but ambient like those are all very very good descriptions so it's like all the all the statuses i've seen online people are just like no cleans death core i'm like well then you're not gonna like my shit oh well tough shit goodbye like <laughs> like sometimes you have to have that attitude with the the more progressive sound but you know plenty of bands including No existence here who are more than willing to kind of stick to that formula but extend where they can which is really really cool to hear so with that being said um see roughly obviously this is probably very early stages and i think we got our answer earlier from griffin here the fact that because of both your schedules uh you guys are more or less thinking this full length might be coming out sometime next year um what what can you give us on updates with that because i'm sure that there is already a good following behind no existence and they're they are hungry for information
2: no we're pretty i mean life happens, we're both pretty understanding of, like, life happens, not everything goes as planned. Yes. But um, we're on a pretty good track to have the record completely done and ready to release by this year. I I, I really don't want to go a whole lot longer than that. Just because we live in a day and age where people's attention span is not very long, and, um, you know, there's still a a little bit of hype from when the EP came out, you know, and we want to be able to, you know, use that to our advantage you know we don't want to you know be a year or two later to be dropping something you know yeah. uh, we're definitely we're pretty motivated you know but at the same time we're not rushing things we want to yes we want it to be uh really solid but you know we're we're still uh, pretty pretty proficient in getting things done Right.
0: I mean, you got to take your time for the fruit to be ripe. You can't just rush into like, good analogy would be a banana, I guess. <laughs> like breaking it down to one fruit. Like if you if you get a banana and you immediately open it, it's like it's rough. It's almost like a, it's almost got like a I don't even know. Just a strange texture. And then you're like, oh, this is a banana. It's not that soft. You got to wait a little bit for the fruit to ripen. So naturally, people, that would be the best answer we have for that question. And with that being said, it is currently 9.43 p.m. This was episode 23 of the Anatomy podcast featuring Joey Hancock and Griffin from No Existence. As soon as they give me the go to green, I will be uploading this beast to my YouTube channel, and on Spotify, all streaming platforms will be applicable, and I will most likely, now that we are streaming and distributing my podcast episodes through Anchor for free, which is awesome for every podcaster out there. If you, like, shit, if you two gentlemen want to start a podcast today and make it about something, you can through Anchor. And, you know, I make it sound like I'm sponsored, but no, like disclaimer, I'm not, but that is like actually the coolest thing ever. Cause I had been paying more than like a hundred dollars a year to distribute episodes that were maybe listened to by like four different people worldwide. So it's been really nice to migrate my podcast episodes over from Podbean to Anchor. Um, if you guys want to start a podcast, anybody listening, be sure to go check that out. You basically just have to sign up with your email, have a Spotify account, and boom, bada, bang. That's actually the only thing you need. That and probably Zoom, um, probably fucking Reaper. That way you can convert your files through MP3 because that's a life hack. Um, Shout out to that Um, and the Archaic Epidemic for telling me how to do that. But this has been the Anatomy Podcast. This has been No Existence, episode 23. Um, stay tuned for, I mean, hell, I would love to jump on board with you guys. Once you guys are ready to release your next single and like, let's all react to this. Like, let's all have a live reaction to this new single and just kind of enjoy time together and just hang out and discuss what's going on with the new single. And otherwise, do you guys have anything else you want to shout out or promote?
1: Um, I I mean, other than... You know, Mortem Skirm's new new single coming out. Well, it's it's gonna be already out by the time this is released. But right. Yeah, May eighth, and then following single is probably gonna be somewhere in July. We don't know yet. Um, you know, Mike and Fury's mixing it. It's it's been super fun. It's I like to call it death metal for deathcore kids, uh, right. because it's it's very fast paced, but also has like the tonality that we all look for. I think in deathcore. So, right. Um, yeah, that's the only thing I, I got shouting out. Um, I know that Joey has has another project. I think that they're still undergoing some changes for oh. branding, but I don't know if he wants to speak on that one.
2: Right. Yeah, I'm in like four other projects, but um, yeah, n- nothing, nothing really to report on the others. We had a, a name issue pop up with the with the other uh, group that I'm ah, doing shit the Ellis of uh, Spire of Lazarus. Um, and we were like, we had our video done, our our all of our stuff was done and ready to release April 22nd, and then come to find out, somebody let us know. There's a fairly really successful band that was sharing the same name as us, so we had to redo everything, but um, that time will come to, to push that stuff. The only thing I, w- I want to say in regards to anything is, for anybody that enjoyed the Geek and the Complex, um, you know, I, I wrote that, those three songs I wrote in a month uh, after, like, only a year or so of getting back into music, this, this this album is uh, like a year and nine months in the making. The music's all done for it, but it is a musically a very large step forward from the P Kana complex. It's there's a lot more complexity in it. The the breakdowns are I mean not to toot my own horn, but the breakdowns are pretty fucking ridiculous. Um, Sick. You know a lot more lead stuff, a lot more uh, you know guitar work in general. Yeah. The the drumming is going to be a massive step up as well, as as we have um, some help in that area from someone who is uh, not to be named at this time.
0: Right. Okay, sweet. Well, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, please stay tuned for our next episode. Unfortunately, I never know when the next, like who or when the next band will be Uh, because of my chaotic schedule and the schedules of bands worldwide as we speak just dealing with their own lives so we will get back to doing um the anatomy podcast as soon as possible and shit um this might be episode 24 this might be episode 25 who knows we'll let you know and you know it will be up eventually thank you for your time though and have a great night